0: Simos and the team at Bricky Cafe in Hutton Street, Thornbury are a station supporter and All Sports program sponsor. They love sport too, so to celebrate if you're heading into Melbourne's sporting precinct or just passing through Thornbury, mention you heard them on Plenty Valley FM and they'll offer you a discount deal on a delicious coffee and roll. Bricky Cafe, just a minute from Thornbury Station, you can't miss them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. Station sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line here on Licorice All Sports is special guest Nicola Smith from the Southside Demons Netball Club and former junior Australian netballer at the under nineteen level. Nicola, welcome to the show. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Very fantastic to be
1: here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you very much, and thank you so much for joining. And it's fantastic to have you here on Licorice All Sports now. Take us back. Uh, you played at the top level, which was the under 19s and under 17s for the Australian national side. So, take us back to that timeline and what that experience was like as a young netballer coming through the ranks.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, look, growing up, I loved netball. I always wanted to know. I knew I wanted to play. You know, for Australia um, from the get go. I just lived and breathed it, and you know, always at the courts shooting I was a shooter um and so yeah I was pretty lucky that I was a bit of a natural so I progressed through the player pathways um quite quickly um and for me yeah at the age of 16 I think it was I got you know a call from the the Perth Orioles coach at the the national level to ask me to come sit with the team on the bench um for the, for the Orioles as I had uh, a few injuries and, you know, people being away. So um, that was kind of when I had my first break, I sat on the bench, you know, couldn't have been happier, took the day off school, flew away with the team. And yeah, the following week I made my debut. um, Yeah. For for the Perth Orioles at 16. So started off very early um, in my um, career. And I guess from there, I just kind of progressed and, um, Got invited to to play and have a scholarship at the AAS as a as an a living athlete, which was a huge opportunity for me. And for me, that was also where my mindset really started to take over. So that was for me a turning point um, in my career, and uh, I guess where what was I guess to play out for me long term.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's interesting you say the mindset, and that's something we will touch on a little bit later in this conversation. You also played at the West Coast Fever in the Super Netball League here in Australia, and I suppose some of the talent that you would have played against at the top level, you've got so many great players from so many different countries around the world who do come and play down under in Australia. So tell us about that experience playing at the elite level.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like I think when I was when I first started playing, um, one of my first few opponents was like Liz Ellis, so... I mean, that in itself was just a huge, um, well, A, like I'd admired her growing up. So to see her on court and be playing against her was just like the biggest moment for me. And, you know, it's hard to play your game when you're also kind of starstruck as well. Um, But yeah, at Fever, we were very lucky. Like we had a lot of international um, athletes that would come in. We had Ebony Ebony Beckford Chambers at the time Um, and we're very lucky and, I'm trying to think who the defenders were at the time. I think most of my issues were against Aussie defenders. So like your Bianca Chatfields, um, your Monia Girards. Um, Even when, I think when I played, we were, we had the Trans-Tasman competition. So we had a lot of exposure to the New Zealand defenders and um, Davu, uh, Johansson, like there was just that era of defenders that were just, you know, really <laughs> unstoppable. So it was a really... Big challenge. And um, I think as well, when you are kind of managing your mindset at the same time, it's um, it makes it even more challenging. But yeah, very lucky to say that I've, been, I've had the opportunity to play on some really great netballers of our time um, over my career, I guess.
0: You, you sort of had a bit of a hiatus from the game for a little while, for a few seasons, but you've made your comeback at the Southside Demons Netball Club in the Wannall, which is the West Australian Netball League. So tell us about when you decided to stop playing for the few seasons that you did, what kind of, I suppose, the mindset that you were in at that time and what it's been like to come back into netball, I suppose, as a more senior head um, at the club.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, um, as I mentioned, I was part of the AIS as a, a living athlete. And for me, I guess that was my turning point. Um, I was already one of the few athletes playing in the league. So I kind of took it upon myself and put this huge expectation on myself that, you know, I was going to be a performer. I was going to be a starting seven. Maybe I'd be captain, all these things. And as I said, I was a shooter. I, you know, that pressure to be performing and shooting, you know, in the high, high 80s really um, was something that I had targeted for myself and uh, unfortunately when you're really striving for something and, um, you know, that's your main focus and for me a lot of my anxiety and um, unhelpful thinking styles was just purely attached to my, my shooting and so to the point where I would ruminate and think about it all day um, that, yeah, it was literally all I thought about all day. So if I had training, I would be like a nervous wreck before I even got there by the time we would hit the court Um, If it involved shooting, I would, you know, not be able to feel my hands because I was just, you know, riddled with nerves and it wouldn't even matter if we were having just a fun game or if it was an actual practice match or a a real game. I was always in this like nervous, um, anxious state. So for me, it, it wasn't long before, you know, I was starting on in the starting seven and then consistently shooting 50% started spending a lot of time on the bench and, For me, that was even just as nerve wracking because I was always worried that I'd be put on last minute or if a player got injured, like, did they need to be subbed in and like if how, how I would handle that. So I think once I left the AIS, I, I spoke to psychologists, but I never really, I think back then that was probably what, mm, over 15 years ago or uh, yeah, maybe 2008, So I never really knew kind of what that meant. Anxiety wasn't spoken about. I didn't know it was anxiety. I just, I didn't really know what was going on in my head. Um, And I guess I just tried to manage it as best I could. Um, And then I I was pretty lucky in the fact, I guess, that I was able to ride my previous performances and I kind of, you know, continued playing for at least another, at least till two thousand. And eleven, and then or two thousand and twelve. That's when I started joining um, West Coast Fever again. But I was always unpredictable. It was depending on how I could get my head in the game as to whether or not you know I would be shooting really well or I would be you know below fifty percent. So it was always unpredictable and just depending on how well I could manage my mindset. And it was after the my last season at Fever that I decided to I guess retire um, and just lay low and not really have a lot to do with the sport. Um in 2015 I actually played in the UK in their their league over there. So I did I started off okay, but then once again like my mindset really took over and by the end of the season, you know, I wasn't shooting over fifty percent and I was just this nervous wreck and like I was you know, quite happy sitting on the bench and, you know, a really great team player because I was happy for everyone else to be performing because it meant that I didn't have to play. And after that season, that's where I just thought it's not worth it. I'm, you know, I'm anxious and stressed throughout the day, consistently day in, day out. Um, And for my own mental health and like my body physically, it wasn't worth trying to pursue that um and so that was in 2015 and I probably didn't really want a lot to do with the sport um and then in 2018 so two years ago three like yeah two and a half years ago my sister played in just a local Saturday netball game um team and we hadn't played together since we were kids or like in state league days yeah well before I started playing professionally and so for me, that was something that was really special to be able to play with my sister. And I joined a club two years ago on the proviso that I didn't shoot. And they were such a great team. They were welcoming. They were, I don't think they really understood, you know, Nicola Smith, the, the former Fever player, wants to play in our team but doesn't want to shoot um, because I think I still had an association with the fact that I potentially, you know, was a good shooter. And so it took a long time to build me back up my coach was fantastic and we spoke openly about mental health and about how we needed to be supported not just for myself but for other individuals in the team and obviously everyone has their stuff so we were able to communicate that openly and yeah we got to a point throughout the season where my coach would just you know gently ask me you know do you want to go into goals this week it only has to be a quarter it only has to be a small amount of time and I would kind of dictate to her if I wanted to play or if I didn't want to play and I think um, knowing that I had the option out if I needed to um, was really helpful um, but I also didn't want to be defeated by my anxiety I knew that I could play I knew that I can and capable of shooting and I didn't quite sit right that I would let my mind allow me to not perform or play in a in a thing that I actually love doing and when I'm on and in the zone. I just, I love the game. I just can't get enough of it. But obviously when I'm not, I don't really want a lot to do with it. So over that two years, I've been doing my own work um, and that's where I guess my, my workbooks and that have kind of come from. And I, a lot of the stuff that's in the workbooks, I try to implement myself and, you know, like I do the work to make sure that my mind is as, as good as it can be. It's, there's always going to be times that it won't. Um, ex- like you're always going to still have those moments where you know you're the eye anxiety and that kind of thing takes over but if I feel like if I do the work then it's I mean I don't sit there for as long or um, I'm able to get myself out of it a lot quicker and then so it was probably last year Josie Jans, who's also a West Coast Fever player and the coach of um, Demons she was my former teammate and she reached out and asked me if I wanted to play um, and uh, yeah, this year I agreed to it. I had a little bit of an involvement with the the shooters towards the end of last season and it just reminded me how much I did love the game. And, yeah, we've gone through pre-season this year and we're still early days, but, yeah, I'm really loving the sport. I feel like I've had that um, rejuvenated, um, yeah, love for the sport and the game and really enjoy Going to training and you know working with the girls and that kind of thing because definitely towards the end of my career to start with it was definitely burning out and you know everything was becoming a chore. So um, to have that kind of inspired and that re- rejuvenation of being able to love the sport again has been really great. And yeah, I'm excited to see what happens this season. And I'm um, you know I still have my what ifs, what ifs, if what if my anxiety pops up again. But I just have to trust that I know that I've done the work and, you know, if those things do happen, then the game doesn't rely on me. There's six other people on court and, you know, the rest of the team that can support and come in and out as they need.
0: You know, I think it's a little bit inspirational to anyone out there as well. You mentioned anxiety and, you know, mental health side of sport. I don't think spectators probably realise how much pressure is on elite athletes, to perform as you said you know you might find yourself if you're only shooting at 50 percent you might be getting benched and then that anxiety can build you can almost get into a realm that you sort of non-believe your capabilities you almost start 2nd guessing yourself and mm. i think it's a really strong message that you um apply there nicola and uh, you know it's and as i said in the modern day there's no shame in talking about one's mental health and the issues that do go along with it now in extension of that i did want to have a chat um about this so so we've got a program called the Netset Ring, which um, you started a couple of years ago. And I suppose the two banners under that are the Netset State of Mind and the Netset Going for Goal. So if any of the listeners wanted to, and especially the netballers, but really in, in any sport realm, wanted to check out uh, your workbooks um, and all the things that those programs offer, where would they go? And when- For
1: sure. So um- – As I mentioned before, I guess the workbooks are kind of information that, you know, really helped me when I was working through my anxiety and unhelpful thinking styles and understanding just kind of your attitude as well towards the game. Um, And I guess the best place to find it would be on my Instagram, which is at thinking underscore rewired or um, on my website, which is thinkingrewired.com.au um but yeah both the workbooks kind of work together or independently like you don't need one without the other but obviously together they work best um and it's just a lot of the practices that I use and try to implement daily um to ensure that I'm proactively working on my mindset because I think a lot of us know and understand that you know everything starts in the mind and that our mindset is so important and our mind is so powerful yet no one no not no one but a lot of people don't actually have any practices that they put um in place daily to be proactively working on our mindset if we want to get fit we go to the gym we go and we do that consistently if we want to get healthy or you know put on weight lose weight we we have a a right a regime to make sure that we're getting the nutrition that we need for that desired result and we do that consistently um, and i just feel the same as with our mindset if we want to ensure that we are you know Um, consistently having more positive outlooks or controlling um, our unhelpful thinking styles and that kind of thing. It's all daily practices that we need to be making sure that we are implementing um, consistently so we can actually see some results. It's not just, you know, one meditation or one um, positive thought that's going to kind of change the way that we think going forward. It's those daily practices.
0: Absolutely inspirational stuff there, Nicola, and I truly respect all the information that you're providing myself um, I'm learning and also the listeners here on licorice all sports. And just one last one. What does the week of international women's week mean to you given, given your experience and the things that you have achieved within netball?
1: Yeah, look, I think um, international women's week is so important. I think women's sport in general doesn't get enough um, recognition Um But yeah, I think it's also really important that women put a lot of this into their own control when it comes to, you know, your mindset and that kind of thing and just believing in themselves and knowing that. Um, So I think Women's uh, International Week is just so important. I think it's, um, you know, women all year round is really important. Um, But, you know, to have a week dedicated to ensure that, you know, those voices are, Amplified, and, you know, hopefully that women's sport in general starts to get recognised and, um, yeah, I think that's why these weeks are so important because it just raises a lot more awareness around women and women's sport in general.
0: Well, Nicholas Smith, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on Aliquish All Sports this morning and I wish you all the best within your future endeavours and especially the upcoming netball season in the Waddle Western Australian Netball League and your own personal form with mighty Southside Flyers. And I can't wait to have another conversation with you sometime down the track.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting me on here.